Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Leading up to the NFC Championship game, things got a little bit rowdy, and for a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans and their media, they started poking the bear a little. A local television station in Minneapolis actually interviewed a travel agent and mentioned that the atmosphere and the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles are basically gang members. And as we all know, if you try to provoke Eagles fans, they're going to stand their ground. Now, was there some inappropriate behavior leading up to the game? Of course there was. But for the thousands and thousands of people wearing their underdog masks, their bark was a lot bigger than their bite. And as 69,000-plus filled Lincoln Financial Field, it was probably the loudest it's ever been. The Vikings started with the ball, and they moved down the field rather quickly. Case Keenum went ahead and decided to pick on Najee Good, who's filling in for the injured Jordan Hicks, and floated one over his head as Kyle Rudolph went and scored, and it was 7-0 at the beginning of the game. This would be the last time that Najee Good would be on the field. It was also the last time that the Minnesota Vikings would score. In what seemed to turn around the game in an instant, Chris Long bull rushed right through to try and get to Case Keenum and got enough of him to throw a ball right to Patrick Robinson, the corner during training camp who was not supposed to be there, who was supposed to be cut before the season started, took one to the house, 7-7. to And if there was any doubt about what Nick Foles was going to do for the rest of the playoffs, he silenced everybody. Nick Foles would throw 33 passes, complete 26 of them. Three of them ended up being touchdowns, have a QB rating of 141.4, and throw for over 350 yards. Everything was working. Flea flickers, deep passes, Doug Peterson's aggressiveness, the RPOs, everything worked. The Minnesota Vikings and their fans would tuck their tails between their legs and head back to the Mall of America as they would watch the Eagles celebrate in their town and their stadium as they would head to the Super Bowl to play the New England Patriots. Chapter 4, The Minnesota Vikings. As I turn it over to my co-host, Mr. Ike Reese. Hello, Ike. Victory! How about that? What's up, Ike? What's up, Johnny Marks? Oh, boy. Where do we start? NFC champions. That's where you start at. Holy smoke, as you would say. Yeah. You know what, Ike? I'm not going to say this because I want to toot our horns. I want to say this because we're so proud of the players and the run that they've went on since Carson Wentz went down. You know what I'm really proud of? Because we're kind of the mouthpiece for the, the fans and the listeners out there. I'm proud of the fans who stood behind this team. You remember, Carson Wentz goes down, and you, and I'll point to you, you were being positive. You said, no, 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 no. This, this has been a positive season. It's going to be a positive run. There's no reason we can't still do this, right? Right. And then Nick Foles struggled a little bit a couple weeks later. And we came out the next day and said, Stop. They need one more win for home field advantage. They need to win one playoff game. They need to win another playoff game to get to the Super Bowl. One thing at a time. And what did they do? 
They did it. They did just that. Yeah, they did exactly everything they've needed to do. Bree, I don't think there's been a nicer day. I, I, I mean, we got to the Super Bowl once before, but I don't think it felt like this, did it? No. I don't remember mm-hmm. that it felt like this. How you remember? Would, nah, did it not feel in this sport. like this? Baseball, but not in football. In baseball, but baseball, as great as baseball is, it's not our number one sport. No. This is. No, that was This unreal. is our number one. Philadelphia, this is our number one moment of at least the last three decades. It's incredible. And it it's really an amazing a, thing. And Josie and I were sitting there uh, before the show while you guys were on. Yes. And we were going, have we ever seen anything more improbable than what we're watching right now at this football team? It was built by Howie Roseman. (laughs) It's being coached by Doug Peterson. The new star is Nick Foles. Hmm. Really? It's it's And we're going to the Super Bowl? WIP on a glorious... Ah! (laughs) Yeah! A glorious Monday morning. Bam! As the Philadelphia Eagles... Have advanced to the Super Bowl. It is, uh, it is amazing. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie, off and running on a Monday morning. A two week lead up, of course, to Super Bowl 52. The Eagles and the Patriots. Birds get it done last night. NFC Championship game, absolutely walloping the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, I'm thrilled to be back. Joe, thank you for coming back. Thank you. The word gymnasium yes. comes from the Greek word gymnasian, which means to exercise naked. <laughs> well, maybe the Minnesota... I felt like exercising naked yeah, last sure. night. Maybe the Vikings should have spent more time in the gymnasium. Some people on the station, some listeners out there, were being negative and being typical Philadelphians because not a lot of things has went well for us recently sure. as sports fans. Yep. But everybody came together. From the people who started with this saying, yeah, they're still going to do it, to... The last caller we talked to on Friday, everybody rallied, and it looked like that on Sunday. It was what a great day! Like. Yeah, listen, it took the Atlanta Falcons' uh, victory to sort of uh, convince some of those that still had some doubt in their minds as to what this team could do. And, and after that game, I thought you know the majority uh, of this fan base started to believe in this team at least wanted to believe in the team and support this team going into the NFC Championship game. I mean, quite frankly, why the hell wouldn't you want to be on board rooting for this team uh, to win yesterday and have the opportunity to go to Super Bowl 52? So, uh, you know, shout out to the fans that, that showed up yesterday in the stadium. It was an electric atmosphere. You know, I got down there around uh, quarter after three yesterday, walking through the parking lots. It was already uh, just about three quarters full at that time. Uh, so the fans were certainly ready to go for the 640 kickoff. The pregame show was extra pumped and extra hyped leading up to that game. And then once that ball kicked off, even with Minnesota coming out with that first drive, uh, I didn't think that did a whole lot to pour water uh, on the uh, fire that was burning within that fan base yesterday and their belief that this team could get the job done. You know, so uh, Minnesota came out. They took the opening drive down. Uh, the Eagles didn't necessarily go down. Missed opportunity with Torrey Smith deep. But then when Patrick Robinson got that pick six, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I played a lot of games in that stadium. I played in plenty of big games uh, in my life, uh, uh, a lot of them being at home. Uh you know, being in a press box 
you don't necessarily get to get the feeling of being in the actual stands and feeling that thing vibrate. But I want you to know, being in that press box, you felt the building vibrating. You felt the building moving. That's how loud it got on that pick six return. The game yesterday, after the, you know, by halftime, you were kind of relaxed. Cruise you control. were feeling You're great feeling about, good it. about it. Yep. And I got to tell you, I wasn't feeling good about it the first uh, 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Rhea, you were in the, you yes. were in the building, yes, right? By the first 10 minutes, my greatest fear was that exactly what would happen. Minnesota would come out, go right down the field. March right down, 75 yards. You know what's killing Merrill? There wasn't a negative play. There wasn't even every single play worked. Yeah, it there did. was seven plays yep. and everyone worked. Perfection. And on the seventh one, the Eagles defense was completely confused and discombobulated. And Najee Good, who's yeah. like their fourth string middle oh, linebacker, so just got burned. And it's seven nothing. And yeah. How can you not think dark thoughts? I right. were concerned it would take the crowd right out of it. And yeah. I, I got to give them credit. It, it didn't. never did. It didn't. No. Thank That's God. That's the story right Chris, there, Chris. too. Because even the offense, right. Foles looked good, but Burton right. stepped out of bounds oh. for no reason. Oh. Smith dropped the ball. Yeah. yeah uh, great. Don't, by the way, that was a foreshadowing of one of the great individual one-game performances we'll ever see. And it came from Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. We were all sitting there going, Nick Foles was terrific on that first drive, and he has nothing to show for it. Yeah, he would have had well over 400 <laughs> yes. passing yards. Nick Foles! <laughs> when did this world go crazy this here? This is when you knew in a uh, big game like that, right. You a lot of times we've lived this in Philadelphia, you yep. get to a big game and they don't deliver. Right. They didn't just deliver, they dominated. You know, tackling and stuff. Man. How about it? How about it? All the right. way we played, we looked like... We had exercised every which way. Perhaps, listen, there's there's no an awful lot. There's no doubt about, about it. About as perfect looking a, a performance as I've ever seen. I agree with you. I never expected that. <laughs> if that game, if that game were played a hundred thousand times, thirty-eight to seven would happen. One out of the hundred thousand. <laughs> I that was complete. That yeah. was demolishment, and. I've uh, it was my first time watching a game from up in the press box, right? And I am so glad that I got to be there. I'm so glad that I got to experience the the gestalt hole of what it's like to be in that stadium for that type of performance. My goodness, it was it was rocking, and uh, yeah, blown away. Never dreamt that it could have been that complete a victory. And uh, I I just sat there in amazement at the the new looks, the <laughs> completely like bizarre new looks at times. And and I'll, I will get into that. Yep. But this coaching staff has uh, just knocked it completely out of the park. And to watch Nick Foles put together a performance that by anyone's standard, would be one for the ages. I'm talking Joe Montana has that performance. You're saying that's the best I've ever seen Joe Montana play. Uh, it was, Rhea, I can't get over it. <laughs> I, we have reports today from Minnesota mm. where they're not at all happy. <laughs> they're very unhappy. We have reports from uh, on the next game coming up because it will be the Patriots. In fact, I, I've already said to Josie, uh, at some juncture here in the next two weeks, 
Al Morgani's going to have to make a declaration. Oh. Al Morgani is a life. No, there's no independence. You oh. have to make a decision. No. Uh, Al Morgani, will he go with his hometown Patriots or will he go with us? I can't wait to find out. And Keith Jones has urged me, when we get to that point, to bring in a lie detector to make sure he's telling the truth. <laughs> yes. Now, I will attempt, as far as I can go on this show today, to wear a piece of the confetti. Mm. From the celebration, Mark Farzetta scooped it up because yep. he's got a report on what was going on after the I, game on the streets of I Philadelphia. I saw some of that on the video. Where I can't believe that they greased the poles. They did before the game. They were calling them the Crisco Cops. Nikki Six. Woo! You talking about somebody putting on a performance for the ages? I could have never seen anything like it. Well, I tell you, this guy here, I, I listen, I... I know we have certain criterias for franchise quarterbacks and, and, and starting quarterbacks in this league, and I get all that. Uh, I don't believe him to be a quote-unquote franchise quarterback necessarily, but I do believe him to be a starting uh, caliber quarterback in this league. And every once in a while, he shows you these types of flashes. Now, yeah, is he on the back end of the starting caliber quarterbacks in the league? Sure. 20 on down. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, you can throw them in the hat and they pretty much are all the same. And I think Nick Foles is right in there with those guys. But yesterday, he shows you what he's capable of doing when he has time. When he, he showed you how he can be pinpoint accurate. He showed you how he can stand in the pocket and take big hits in order to deliver a throw down the field. He showed you how to be elusive at times, subtle elusiveness, and keep his eyes down the field and make big plays. And then more importantly, he showed you that the moment isn't too big for him. He showed you that the moment isn't too big for him. You talk about all the people that's had pressure on them since Carson Wentz has gone down. Not one player on this team, not one member of the organization has had the amount of pressure on them since Carson Wentz went down than Nick Foles. No one has. No one has. And for him to step up in the biggest of games and play the way that he did yesterday – Hats off to that young man. Hats off to his teammates for believing in him. And then Doug believing in him. We talked about you were going to have to throw the ball because Minnesota was not going to allow you to run consistently. They were going to have to take shots. And they called the shots. Oh, they took shots? And All they right. took them. They took them down the field. And they had to trust Nick to be able to do that. Everything wasn't quick, dink and dunk, RPO, get the ball out of your hands, manage the game. No, they had to go beat that defense yesterday. Al Howie Roseman? Oh, man. What a day he had. Oh, and I couldn't All stop them, praising him enough. On the, wow, they oh, should. <laughs> the guy, you know what? Every, Pete every Jones name. had the most amazing comment to me because finally, near the end, they showed him in the box. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? He looks like a handsome guy. He He's looked, got everything going on now. looks like an entirely different person. He da- Ow, He's <laughs> great looking now, too. How did that happen? That's, that's an won. amazing thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. But but Howie Rosen, just, just to take you through the, the day he had, false. How did Foles do? Fantastic. Uh, Howie brought him here, yeah. right? Patrick Robinson? Fantastic. That was the big play of the game. I'm going to go back to that in a second. Um, um, Doug Peterson, is he doing pretty well now? Oh, my God. Doug Peterson is a genius now. Ajayi was brought here for, uh, by him. Yep. All the guys that Howie brought all had Blunt, a major, Blunt had a major touchdown. Chris Long had an wow. amazing game. He did. Game. He was awesome. 7 nothing. I think I'm speaking for all the fans in that building and all the people watching in other places around this city. I was thinking dark thoughts. 
Josie, I, yeah, of course. I did not how feel good not? because uh, you know they kept telling me how amazing this Vikings yeah. defense was. What? I got my backup quarterback. Yep. They got an amazing thing, and they're quieting my crowd. I'm they, thinking they because they go right down the field at seven nothing, right? And this play changed everything. Although Rhea, you said it didn't change the atmosphere. It was still charged even when we were down. Yes, but this this was a, an amazing play. And Doug Peterson was talking about it later. Robinson picks the ball off because Long gets mm-hmm. in there. Yep. He does. Long gets in there disrupted and it. it disrupted the throw enough so it fluttered out. Nick Foles was not just a starting quarterback. Nick Foles was the the complete just butt kicking. He was awesome. Confidence, yeah. swaggery. Buy in time Carson esque version of Nick Foles that I have never seen in my life. Nick Foles became something with the assistance, of course, of a great staff yep. that worked with him to make it as palatable and as as Nick friendly as possible. But I've never seen a more accurate Nick Foles, a more uh decisive Nick Foles, a more athletic Nick Foles. Than what we saw last night, one forty-one QB rating yeah. for the game. Listen, I just you, killed it. Well, I'll tell you this, man, because you know, obviously, we saw twenty-seven and two, twenty-nine and two, however you want to term it, from two thousand and thirteen. He was better last night than he ever was. He was better last night than he was in the Redskins game in in, in fourteen. He's better last night than he was in the Raiders game when he had seven touchdowns when D backs were falling down for the Raiders in twenty thirteen. That was the best Nick Foles we ever saw. Totally. It, was, it was the best Nick Foles we've ever seen. And it was awesome. You just gotta, you gotta hand it to Nick for being able to just assimilate a lot of new information and be able to translate that to supreme athletic performance. But man, this staff, John DiFilippo, yeah. his QB coach, Frank Reich, Doug Peterson, their ability to manipulate this offense to fit the personnel is something that. That's what makes a coach great. The RPO, Nick runs it so smoothly, and he that's where he gets his confidence. And from there, Doug stopped it. And then they yeah. went to, to other things. So the Vikings, just as they were probably ready to adjust to that, yeah. Doug just went another direction. He called a flea flicker. Flea flicker. And it worked. I knew he had something in the bag. Something he hadn't shown all year long. He was waiting for the right time to bring it out. And, and by the way, Torrey Smith. How about Torrey Smith? The catch he made on that play was fantastic. Go to hero. To catch yeah, I mean he did drop the first yeah, one. Come on, bro. That was a little bit underthrown. I, stop on, on that first stop one. It. Hit him in the hands, but a little bit. Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> Ike, there's so many different He redeemed himself though. Yes, he did. In, in in a big way. There's so many different things we can say about yesterday's game. We're going to say them all. O-line today. D-line. O-line D-line. O-line D-line. My two keys O-line, D-line. They, they dominated yesterday. That's two straight weeks where you called it. They dominated. Offensive line, my goodness. I mean, the time they, they dominated. The time they gave Nick to, to pass 26 of 33. I mean, we, he made some plays, too. I mean, you, you talked about Nick. He made the way where he got away from Everson Griffin on the yeah. one play, and he made the long throw. The other one where he faked it almost out of necessity because he couldn't throw it, and then he, he, he just threw it all in the same motion. To who was that to? That was on the outside to, to one of the guys. Uh, hey, I don't know if we've ever seen a player not necessarily be a franchise player, but have the type of franchise moments the Nick Foles have had 
in this Eagles uniform in his short career. This dude just got us to the Super Bowl. You realize, you realize this dude just got us to the Super Bowl. He's about to go up against Tom Brady. Nobody's going to give them a chance to win this game. Oh, they're, and they're not, by the way. And that's fine. Five and a half point underdogs. <laughs> this dude is going to have a statue built up of him. But, I mean, when he's, when he's he'll, good. He'll never have worn the crown as this organization's franchise quarterback. But he'll have some of the most iconic moments in franchise history attached to his name. Well, the game he had last night, he's, ar- it, he's already in history. I'm going to tell you right now. Like Malcolm said last night, they're not going to Minnesota for a field trip. No one goes to Minneapolis this time of the year for a field trip. This isn't vacation to Minnesota. No, it's not. They're going there to win, and I'm telling you, I got a feeling. (laughs) I got a feeling. I'm just telling you. Peterson's coaching job was just off the charts. Off the charts. How he aggressively went down to even get that final three points of the second half. How crazy was that? That was unreal. The play calling was just. tries a 29 seconds. It's amazing. You're up two touchdowns. Yes. 29 seconds ago in the first half. And, and you have three timeouts, and I'm going, he's just going to kneel. Yep. No. Bang, bang, and then the 36-yarder near the sideline of Earth. I don't know where the Vikings' defense was. That's the one thing they can't allow to happen, and you end up with three they, extra points. They wanted to take a break, and he wouldn't let them take a break. That was That's brilliant. 75,000 different things hit me. But the biggest thing that hits me is how proud I am of the Eagles. And I mean that organizationally as a whole. I mean that coming out of, you know, now, you know, two years removed from the Chip Kelly disaster and Jeffrey Lurie firing and saying, Chip, get the hell out of my building on a Tuesday night. But, but more than that, what really hits me is individuals. And I sit here today and I'm thankful that guys dug in and kept fighting despite a lot of adversity. I'm talking about proud of Doug Peterson, who, you know, listen, in my lifetime, I've talked about Keenan in the 80s. I've talked about Larry Brown in 01 being the two best coaching jobs I've seen in Philly sports. Doug Peterson, to me, is right there every which way with those two guys amongst the greatest coaching job this year I've ever seen in the history of Philadelphia sports. And he took a lot of hits. He took a lot of flack and, and, and criticism. And I think last year, a lot of it was honestly rightfully so, though he had a lesser team. He's become a hell of a coach. He's a great coach. He's done an amazing job. Proud of Doug Peterson. Proud of Howie Roseman from bouncing back from what he dealt with. Thrown in the janitor's closet. Made to look like a fool publicly, basically. You know, proud of what he's done. Proud of players, man, that got dumped on. And again, some of this was rightfully so. Jason Kelsey's a lot better this year than he was in past years. But he's better. And he's playing great football. Proud of that dude, man. Proud of Zach Ertz for showing physicality and fight. Getting some first downs, getting some big yards, getting some big catches. Not just last night, but all season long. Proud of Jalen Mills, who I said stinks in the offseason. Dude doesn't stink. Dude balls, man. Hard. Fights hard. Fights real hard, that guy Jalen Mills. Nelson Aguilar, the entire town. I don't mean 97%. I don't mean 99.9%. 100% of us last year. 100% of us were down on Nelson Aguilar last year. And that guy's had a hell of a bounce-back season. Brandon Brooks, with what he went through last year, and the public criticism and debate about his situation last year, and what an incredible season he's turned in a guard. Michael Kendricks, who was basically a punchline the last couple of years, who's bounced back 
listen, they're doing a great job utilizing them the right way. But Kendricks has been awesome. Brandon Graham, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas. For years, you're a bust. All right, maybe you're not a bust, but you're not that great. Brandon Graham's a great player. Proud of that guy, man. Proud. I mean, proud of all of them. But proud of that group in particular. Proud of Nick Foles for bouncing back the way he did from struggles just a couple weeks ago and struggles in 2015 and, and you know not playing much in 2016. So many guys to be proud of. So much to celebrate today. I honestly might be using too much energy right now, John. I don't know if I'll make it to 2 o'clock. i got to sort of pace myself here. I, I'm telling, I'm I, telling I, you. I came in here. I listened to a, a bunch of different stuff this morning like I always do. the most Philly thing to win this thing. Wasn't it with, with Nick Foles? With Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. And then they traded for a second-round yeah. draft pick, and yeah. he goes somewhere else, and it's no good. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. with, with with Nick Foles, yeah. if, if he's put in the right situation, the talent around him, Ike, from the coaching to the defense to the offensive line, which is never talked about, one of the better lines, to the, to the talent on the receiving core, which, by the way... Did Everson Griffin play yesterday? I saw him for one play, I think. Did, did, did Vic Beasley play last week? No, he didn't. Oh I don't think God. he played at all. These guys... What about the vaunted secondary of the Vikings yesterday? Whew. Boy, did they look confused. You know what? They found Terrence Newman out there far too often. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the coaches upstairs. Oh, 23 is on the field. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's out there again. So much fun. So many things to talk about, Ike. A, a, a day that, that was ruled by the big play by this team and a true team. They made big play after big play and... God, what a great game. Dude, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're, we're literally we're going, going to the Super we're Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl, How about bro. that? Eagles in the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we will be out there. The, the plane tickets are booked. We'll, t- we'll tell you all about that. We'll talk about the game. We'll play you the highlights. We'll, we'll, we'll do everything. That's like Ben Livingston, our producer. Oh, we still got that. This is the after party. We're still going. Yeah. We're still going. Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to celebrate this thing for a few more days. Yeah, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have to, aren't days. we? Yeah. 888-729-9494, day after check-in. I know most of y'all didn't go to work today. No. Saw no. every saw everybody on damn TV at 2 in the morning. Yeah. Running around yeah, out there. Yeah, running around the, 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 the center city in downtown. Or Man. came in a little late or was just unproductive in a, a total bag this morning, right? If you had to be working at 8 o'clock, yeah, forget about they it. They punched the clock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much actual work they did today. The season, the journey. The game last night, the atmosphere at the link, the celebration around town after the game, the Super Bowl. One more to go. The Eagles would travel to Minnesota to take on the New England Patriots and try and win the first Super Bowl ever in Philadelphia Eagles history. Tune in next time for Chapter 5, the Super Bowl. This has been the Underdogs, the 2017 playoff run. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.